0: Hello investors. So this podcast is brought to you in part by Invest in Pura Vida. Check out investinpuravida.com to find out about our premier event about real estate investing in Costa Rica. It's happening this January, January 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of 2024 in beautiful Playa del Coco, Costa Rica. We'd love to see you there. Last time was a big hit and people have been buying properties and being successful in Pura Vida. Cheers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. And today I have an awesome guest, Roseanne. And you'll have to correct me on your last name, Celsi or Celci or.
1: Yeah, you got it right the first time, Celci
0: There yeah. you go. So, Roseanne Celsi from Celsi Properties, Inc. Uh, I can't wait to hear Roseanne's story and share it with you as well. So, Welcome, Roseanne. If you could give us some background, maybe a thirty thousand foot view of how you became a real estate investor and what's your story. Sure.
1: Yeah, I invested in my first investment property like over ten years ago, and it was awesome. And then it was just something on the side. So yeah, it was kind of in COVID. Like I had just finished mat leave, and I was like, oh, I like I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to go back to my same. Corporate job, so that's when I really started to think about what what can I do and like what else can I do and like the one thing that I love is real estate. And then in talking to other real estate investors, like I realized you can actually do this full time. Like it's yeah. So then that became my goal. Like I was, I was like, this is definitely something I can do in and at, day in and day out, and I love it, and it's it. So. Yeah, so I, I actually quit my full-time job a year, about a year and a half ago now. Um, so I do this full-time in multifamily space, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. So I do, yeah, I, I focus on multifamily buildings existing, turning them over, maximizing and repositioning, maximizing like revenues, minimizing the expenses, and just... Optimizing the buildings. Um, And then now I've moved also into development of multifamily buildings, which is a whole nother ballgame.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But
1: also really cool. Really, really cool to create something from the ground up.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. So where, like, what's your area of focus location-wise? Where are you building and buying for now?
1: So I, well, I'm, I live in Kingston in Ontario. So, yeah, some building like this area like to Belleville, which is about an hour from here on like towards Toronto. Um cuz Kingston's right between for anyone who doesn't know, it's pretty much between um Toronto and Montreal on the four. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, on, like, pretty
0: much right in the middle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not a huge huge town, like it's about I don't know, around 150,000 people, but it's a great great spot like there's a lot of demand it's beautiful here it's grown a lot over the last little while so there's and there's a huge yeah vacancies really low and same with a lot of the neighboring towns like Belleville again it's not crazy big it's about 50,000 people but again there's a huge need for housing vacancies really low and rents have been increasing over the last little while so yeah so I'm pretty much like Kingston and the surrounding areas out about an hour so and it's um yeah, it's it's a good, definitely a good spot that I'm going to continue continue to find projects around here.
0: Awesome. yeah, beautiful area. I love it. I had a cottage in Prince Edward County, so just a bit further south, I guess you could say, from Kingston and there's so much mm-hmm. construction and the values have gone up so much in Kingston. I remember um, I studied in London, Ontario, so I drove through from Ottawa to London buy Kingston all the time. Properties used to be dirt cheap about 20 years ago. You could get stuff for like nothing in Kingston. Belleville, same thing. All those properties were really undervalued and a lot cheaper, but also not not cleaned up or fixed up or optimized. Because I'm sure your your clientele is changing. You're turning over from past tenants that are maybe a different uh, type of person, demographic. What are you seeing in changes, Roseanne? Like what are what are you upgrading to? And if you could walk us through that.
1: Yeah, in terms of demographics. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would totally agree with you that even, because we only move, just going back to your comment on um, prices. Because yeah, we only, we moved here to just over two years ago. We haven't been here a super long time. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, but just from when we started looking at houses to when we actually ended up purchasing, which was a year later, house prices had gone up a hundred, 150, like a thousand dollars. So yeah, we were like, what is happening? (laughs) This is like worse than Toronto almost like the crazy increase. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of, so yeah, which is like, it is linked to demographics, a lot of younger professionals and, are moving to Kingston and Belleville. Like it's that exodus out of the big cities like Toronto or Ottawa, um, probably even Montreal a little bit too. And there's like, they're coming to smaller towns where it still is. It is still is more affordable than Toronto, but yeah. it's, and it's just a different lifestyle. It's
0: no traffic. I Not- went uh, for, for business a few weeks ago to Kingston and I'm like, Oh my goodness. There's like no traffic compared to Ottawa. It's always jammed. I mean, in the morning could be an hour and a half to get to work. Well, Kingston, a few traffic lights and you're you're there. So,
1: yeah, Yeah, it's funny the locals here complain about the traffic. like, What are you talking about? This is amazing. And on top of like and what's also really cool, like coming from Toronto. Is that there's parking everywhere. Like, oh, free. yes. Yeah, you go free to the-
0: parking. <laughs> and
1: there's a whole parking lot. It's like, wow, this is crazy. It's like, so yeah, it just makes life and logistics of getting around and going and doing things so much easier. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, a, a, like, in the buildings that we're turning over, for example, it is a lot of long term tenants that um, are older and it's like that turnover where it's like younger families moving in or just young professionals moving into the rental buildings before they're purchasing their first property. So it's, um, and they want renovated nicer units. Like, yeah, yeah, they, so yeah, it's kind of, and it's not, it's like increasing just the overall level of like expectation of rentals, which is nice. Um, Yeah, and then and and providing that transition house like that, or I guess not house, but that transition home for uh, someone who's eventually gonna purchase their own property.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And can you maybe tell us how you analyze a property? Because a lot of people ask me all the time, I'm looking at multifamily, how do I crunch the numbers? What's your strategy?
1: Yeah, there's a lot. There's actually, when I first, (laughs) the first, property I think I bought I definitely did not analyze it as deeply as I do now like now that I know what to actually look for but I mean first of all it's finding a property where you can actually Well, what I look for is finding a property where there's that a huge um, opportunity in terms of increasing the value which was getting hard for a while as the prices kept increasing and and the cap rates are like like the they price were
0: crashing, yeah.
1: <laughs> like you were buying it at this like low, low cap rate, this high valuation, but the banks don't recognize
0: nope.
1: that. So, but now it's. I mean, it's not totally coming back in line to where it should be, as all the news and analysts. But still, so yeah. So, a uh, essentially a building where there's a, a huge, like a big opportunity to increase rents, increase revenues in other ways, like. Parking or storage, or um, what else? Parking, storage,
0: laundromat, or laundry,
1: yeah, laundry, increasing laundry. Um, but then also, another thing to re- also is really check out and as and, um, all the expenses really take oh, out. Yeah. because a lot of older buildings or somewhere there's been a landlord for a long, long time, like it they don't, there. yeah, they're not they're not maximizing like the and getting their operating income to where it could be because their expenses are just high and they've just kind of let it, let it stay like that, where you could like, for example, we have a 36 unit building in Belleville where the hydro wasn't separated.
0: Oh, okay. Huge opportunity.
1: (laughs) Huge, huge, like thousands, like in two, in two years, we're, like, so it costs $70,000. So it's a huge expense to separate it. Yeah. So 70K, but within two years, that'll be paid back. Wow. Like,
0: and a, then you're just, it's yeah. like icing. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's great. So that was one, that was like an easy, low hanging fruit item. Yeah. Um, and saying like a lot of parking, like there was a ton of parking there, but it was a free for all. Like there was some, t- some units, like tenants that had three, four spots. Wow. Trailers parked, and it's just so you know, just getting a, a hold of or handle on the parking, and like you know, tenants should have access to parking, but maybe not four spots. So if they're yeah, due to- they are need two, if they want some extra spots, then there's a fee. So just kind of optimizing like the resources that you have in the building. Like, and another thing we did in that building was just calling all the vendors. So there's a a garbage bin. Oh um, yes that you got taken away and it was $700 a month. And we're like, that seems high. So we call like one or two phone calls and it's now it's half of that.
0: Wow.
1: So it's just like, yeah, really look at your expenses. So yeah. Ways you can increase income, reduce expenses. Um, yeah. And rent rents. I mean, obviously that's the the biggest yeah. <laughs> like, ability. If you can, you know, turn over some units um, or increase the rents. So Let's, that's obviously like the the biggest um, like catalyst to like increasing the value.
0: That's great. And then how do you finance those deals? Do you come up with the down payment yourself or do you partner with people? What's your business structure to acquire these properties?
1: Yeah, so i I have partners in all my like all my projects. Um, especially when you're working with like 36 units or like bigger or any, I mean, any project it's work, like it's a lot of work and there's a lot of different skills needed for every part of the project. So, um, yeah, so I partner with, uh, I do a lot of the operations and, um, managing the renovations and doing a lot of the numbers. Um, and then I have for the 36 unit, I'll give this, that building as an example, um, I partner with uh, uh, my partners and they lead on capital raising. So okay. they in the funds. Um, and then, so we have a lot of passive investors in the projects. So, and like passive, like working partner, like passive and active partners, like there's, it's so critical that you have both for these big projects, like other, because you need millions.
0: Yep. <laughs> like,
1: and like, I mean someone who's got millions is probably not buying like like a 36 unit building. they're like way <laughs>
0: they're way beyond that yeah beyond that's just
1: yeah a- so yeah so that that's kind of how we structure like with um, like that one's a shareholder structure where we brought in um, shareholders so we brought in shareholders as like the, the capital partners okay. Um, and then my, the, me and myself and the partner who's capital raising, we're also well, we're also shareholders. So we all like we're all part of the project, and we're all like have skin in the game and need it to work to like yeah like, to make it successful. Um, but yeah, it's really yeah, I couldn't do this without partners. I think it would be yeah, it would be really difficult. Like I'm not. Yeah, like my skills are very um detail oriented and in the numbers and in the details and the, so like then when it comes to like giving presentations and doing presentations for capital raising it's like that's
0: how you that's okay and it's
1: off and i recognize that and like i know yeah. I it's just like yeah so yeah for anyone who's looking to like find a find a partner and then you can do more then you can do more projects.
0: A lot more.
1: Yeah, it's the best way to scale and the best way to just make sure every part is done well, like by someone who's really good at each part, like each responsibility that they have.
0: No, and I love your example. It's like Ford, if you studied how he started the manufacturing line is the separation of, of tasks or duties, which is exactly what you're doing in your projects there is you're using your top skills, and then your partners, what are their skills? And then people that have money, but maybe no time, the the silent partners. So it's just a recipe for success, which is great. Uh, how do you meet these people? That's a question a lot of people have. They're always like, oh, how do I find partners? I'd love to hear your take on it.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, you guys got... I, I met them at a uh, real estate... Um, well, I, I like there. I don't know. Some people might know them. So I'm partnering with Ray on the 36 unit with Ray and Joe BB, and, and their B, their company's name is BB and Co. Um, so oh, yes,
0: from uh, they were more from Toronto, but now they're expanding out east.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. So yeah, and it was just because we're kind of in the same like a, a lot of us like people investing. You're in the same circles, right? Like, oh, yeah. there's so many meetups. Um, And actually where we connected was they had a property tour of a multifamily. It was in in COVID too. And I was like, I want to go see it. So I actually, and it was supposed to be for their investors in that project. I wasn't an investor. I had wanted to be, but they already had enough investors. So I'm like, but I want, can I still come? Anyway, <laughs> they graciously let me come to their investor walkthrough. I ended up being the only person who showed up like in person. Oh, they, had a, wow. they had a lot of people do the tour like virtually. Um, but yeah, it gave us a chance to really talk and like, like spend, spend time together. I don't know, like yeah. we were talking about multifamily and you know what they like their goals were what my goals were and then that's where i was like you know i know i could be awesome at these types of projects it's just the raising capital part that like freaks me right out <laughs> they are and then ray was like oh i love that like i love capital raising and then i was like
0: perfect <laughs> you get it <laughs>
1: yeah so like it's just like those conversations like that like just just have, com- yeah, just having conversations and meeting people and talking about what you're what you want, like what you want to do. Because as soon yeah. as you, yeah, as soon as you know, like if you both want to do multifamily or you both want to do like a str, like you're already on the same path. So, yeah,
0: that's why I tell people all the time, a lot of people are worried. I'm like, worst case, you asked, like you did for the event, you weren't even an investor, and you ended up going for the, the walkthrough. Um, I do that all the time I ask people crazy questions do you want to invest with me in Dubai I got an investor I bought in Dubai do you want to invest in Costa Rica I got people to invest with me in Costa Rica worst case they say no and you you move on usually uh, you're at a room full of people and if you don't connect well that's okay maybe you'll connect later or maybe it's not meant to be maybe you have the same skills so that was good of you to know yourself. That's uh, one thing a lot of people forget. They don't know themselves well. Uh, What do I do best? For me, it's more marketing. So definitely capital raising, that would be mine. The operations, not so much. (laughs) That would be more my virtual assistant teams and my wife. So really good that you know yourself uh, that way. And that's great. Earlier, you spoke about development. So you spoke about older properties adding value. Now, development, can you tell us more about that? Like what's uh, what's involved?
1: Yeah, it is. It is so different <laughs> than an existing building. But yeah, it's um, yeah. Knowing like, le- like learning about the zoning and what a city will allow and like getting like the team that we have for like all our see, team that I have in place for the BERS, for the the, multi- the existing Like that's a totally different team than for development. So development, yeah, like it's, I mean, the one person that um, I rely on a lot for the development is the planner, like the uh, planning consultant. So they'll like help you through the whole process. And I mean, they can tell you what will, the city will likely allow or not allow, but yeah, take a course, like taking a course on it. So I took a course on development and there's a few out there and I'm sure they're all amazing, but as, yeah, like it's basically um, you need to know zoning and what a city wants, yeah. like okay, Kingston and almost all cities in Ontario want to grow or they Good need more. Yeah, like <laughs> So the goal is to intensify like in this city, um, usually the city center or even in the entire city. And so if you can find a, piece of like land like that is in that that you can either rezone i haven't rezoned anything so i can't speak to rezoning very but (laughs) but in kingston they've they've already rezoned a whole strip like right from the downtown core all the way up princess street which is the main street so they have already zoned it for six stories um residential some require commercial ground level some don't so you just got to like do digging like just start emailing the city start looking up zoning and then and start figuring out where the city wants more housing and where where you can find something like the easiest is to find something that's already zoned for what you want
0: yeah that's it you're not fighting against the grain you're going with the current that's yeah. what the city wants. I don't know, Kingston, are they working more like some more rapid transit? Ottawa, the big thing is the light rail train that's being built here. It's just insane. Anything near the train, you can build to infinity. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if Kingston's similar, if they have some sort of bus route or something.
1: They do have buses. So yeah, they're reducing because one like stickler in I know a lot of cities is like parking, right? Like, yeah. Oh, you could fit this 30, 40, 50 unit building, but then it's like, oh no, but you need 40 1. person.
0: 5. Yeah, yes,
1: for <laughs> half the lot. And so it can be really restrictive. Um, but yeah, so Kingston, they're not doing any light rail transit. I just don't think there's enough people here. Yeah. That. Yeah, their bus system. So anything that's in that downtown area that's close to a bus stop, that doesn't necessarily... Require parking because you have all your amenities. You have
0: okay. There yeah. you go. There's a trick. <laughs> yeah,
1: reducing the requirements for parking, or they have approved. So if you like, our our planning consultant told us this, but if you watch the city uh, committee of adjustments meeting, if you really have a lot of time on your hand and you want to want to watch those, um, it was funny because my the planner the planning consultant that we work with here, he, um, he's like, you know, cause we told him, we're like, this is like our first development. Like you might need to hold our hands a little bit, like just kind of guide us a little through the process or just things that might seem common sense to you. Just t- anyways, no,
0: that's, it's on you.
1: Yeah. He like, he's great. He like right up front, front he's like, no problem. Like oh, I'll help you guys through this. Um, and he, so he sent us a link to one of the city's committee of adjustment meetings where they were approving are not approving uh, yeah <laughs> and it was really interesting it's really interesting to see like what questions the city asks and this was for a huge development on like right near where we wanted to develop
0: okay well
1: wow. so it was this a uh, much bigger development like i think they had like 200 units or something but it was great because you could see what the community was bringing up as concerns yeah um, you could see what the city was asking in terms of like parking or all, all to like, okay, well, if you're not going to, if you want to reduce by five parking spots, are you going to put more bike parking in? Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. It just
0: Underground re- or yeah. What's, what's your mitigation or like birds in mm-hmm. Ottawa? That's a big thing is do uh, birds fly there? You need special glass, all kinds of things. What are you doing to mitigate that? Or if you have trees, I don't know if you have a lot of very strict uh, tree rules, but here we can't just chop any trees. You need to replace them and all kinds of things. You need to come up with a plan. And so that, that's great insight. Wow. So, and thanks to COVID, (laughs) those (laughs) committee of adjustments are now online, those meetings. While in the past they were mostly in-person only Um, here anyway, it was kind of hard to tune in to a, Committee That's of true. adjustments. So now you can just get a link and attend.
1: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was really helpful. Just kind of see the process and, um, yeah. Develop. It, it was. I definitely would recommend watching a couple. And while you're while you're like making like as while you're making yeah. doing something else, but because they are long. But um, yeah. It was. It's. I would recommend, like, whoever, like, meet with people who are already doing development where you want to do it. Like, honestly, that's the best. I mean,
0: just. Yeah, cause it's all about contacts. It's the connections you have. Like, you mentioned, your planner is instrumental. How did you find a planner? Did you just call, like, an engineering firm, or how did you find um, such a person?
1: I don't do that anymore for anything. I- oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yes.
1: I always get a recommendation from someone. Okay. Who's- we use them um, like for anything, mortgage broker,
0: but Makes yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I knew, I knew a couple of developers already here in Kingston. So yeah. Got in touch with them and asked them about, yeah. Their, who did they use for the planner, their engineer, their like all their rep- Cause you need a whole bunch of like to get reports like environmental. So yeah, I would definitely someone who's already go to someone who's already like doing what you want to do and get them to recommend like, a planner or yeah, planner, engineer. Um, who else do you really need? <laughs> there's, there's quite a few, but um, those I feel like those are the key. The
0: yeah. Key. It'll make it a big difference. Yeah. Architect. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause you need drawings and revisions and <laughs> you need yeah. a prototype. And then the city says, no, it needs to be lower. And And then you go a few revisions. So that sounds like a lot of fun, though. And where is the value? So you're building, you're increasing value. What's the purpose? Are you building and then refinancing because it's worth more once it's built? Or what's kind of your end goal with those?
1: Yeah, so for the development, so like I said, it's right downtown on um, Princess, the main street. It's going to be a 30-unit building. And the goal is to keep it as a a purpose-built rental. Uh, okay. and it will be refinancing. Well, yeah, so it will be refinancing at, you know, once it's built and stabilized to, you know, provide a return to our investors, um, who come in. We haven't fully raised capital for that project yet. So it's coming. So anyone who's interested in development, yeah, we'll be proposing that probably in the next few months. Um, but, yeah, so we will, yeah, I mean, we're, for that one, we'll be looking for investors to come in who want to be in a project for, you know, five, seven years. Who, Because, like, once a project is, once it's stabilized, and then you can have a few years where you're bringing in that cash flow, and um, that's where, you, like, I think a lot of the returns are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that like that that will provide the best return, and we're making it an energy efficient. So we're going to be doing ML, MLI select on this building to make it crazy energy efficient. We're doing as much as we possibly can. Um, so that's our plan. That's our plan with that one. Um, like my goal is to create like a create a portfolio that because I know a lot of developers, and it is more lucrative to build condos that you sell yes like so that's definitely like a much bigger influx of like cash at the end of a project so keeping the building is definitely more of a long-term long-term play but i think long-term it's it's a lot more lucrative
0: yeah it really is because it continues to pay you while the condos i mean you make the money you got capital gains and you're done so, yeah. this one, you're kind of you're earning income, you're refinancing money out of it. Your partners, as well, are happy. They'll probably want to do a second, third, fourth. Hopefully, you recycle the money and you've got that velocity of money with an asset that continues to pay you. So, that sounds amazing. Wow. Uh, thanks so much, Roseanne, for sharing a little bit about your story. Where can our listeners find you if you? If they'd like to ask you some questions or they want to invest with you.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Reach out if you have any questions or want to chat. I could talk about real estate all day, every day. Um, I'm on Instagram. Just my name, Rose at Roseanne.selessie. And then same with Facebook. Just my name, Roseanne.selessie. I just keep it super simple. Um, So Facebook and Instagram are the best spots to get in touch with me. Um, So please do. Excellent.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and that was a pleasure to meet you. And next time I'm in Kingston, now that I know you're in Kingston, I'll have to come and say hi, and maybe uh, we can attend an event together or something. And yeah, we'll come do. say
1: hi in Kingston, and um, yeah, it's beautiful here in the summer. So now is the time to come.
0: Yes, I, I love it. So many. I love the downtown and the waterfront, and and like you said, you can find parking, unlike Ottawa. You got a circle around, round, round until you find a parking. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great opportunities. Yes. Well, that's that's it, everyone. And I hope everybody enjoyed the interview. Make sure to to subscribe to our channel and give us a thumbs up. Share this interview with someone who's interested in in Kingston development, multifamily. We've got lots of uh, opportunities here to share. And Roseanne, we'll have to catch up again soon. Take care.
1: Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Cheers. Are you thinking about investing in real estate? Have you been wondering how to get started and what should I do? How can I finance things? Uh, What if I run out of money or I have no money right now? So these are all valid questions. And that's why I've decided to start offering one-on-one coaching sessions. So if you'd like to learn how to grow your real estate portfolio or just starting out or you want to get creative or structure a deal, I offer one-on-one sessions, and um, if you'd like to find out more, please send me an email at flhomescorp at gmail.com, so flhomescorp at gmail.com, or 613-252-9829, and I'd love to chat with you and find out more about your story and see how I can help you. That's it, so I look forward to helping you grow your real estate portfolio.